Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, This is Faith Marketplace. We equip entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration for marketplace leaders. I'm your host, Bob Lambert. I'm the founding partner of Samurai Business Group, where we coach, teach, and train people how people buy. And we do that with both individuals, entrepreneurs, and also uh, small mid-market companies. I have got the privilege of, we're going to have three guests today, so we're going to roundtable all this stuff today. But first, I'd like to introduce you to my first guest, uh, all the way from the Hoosier State. He's down there camping out in Indianapolis, staying uh, COVID-free. I'd like to introduce you to Dr. John Erickson today. He's uh, well, the founder and one of the owners of Eden Business Concepts. We're also going to bring on his partner in the next segment. But John, hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm fantastic, Bob. Thanks so much for having us on your program. This is a delight. Well, listen, let's uh, let our uh, our guests know a little bit about you before we dive into what the heck Eden Business Concepts is, okay? So did you come out a bouncing baby Christian boy, or what happened there? <laughs> Not at all, actually. I was adopted when I was about a year and a half old, and my father had been adopted, too. He'd been given away during the Depression to a Swedish couple. So I was the second generation of adopted People. My sister was adopted. So it wasn't a Christian family, but of course they were God-fearing people. We went to church. Uh, but it wasn't until I got to Purdue University in 1979, my first couple of months there, that I heard uh, Josh McDowell, and uh, he talked and uh, to the whole campus. And then I just, the Lord just kind of came to me and said, it's your time. You need to uh, walk out of all the stuff you've been thinking and doing and walk into a relationship with me. I was 18 years old and my entire life started going in a different direction from there. Man, I love it. I love it when a plan comes together, right? When God has a plan and it comes together. <laughs> well, John, one of the things that you talk about, and uh, I love your the quote that you sent us too, uh, you and your business will either flounder or flourish based on how well you know your own heart. Uh why don't you tell me a little bit about what what's that mean? You know, you, you said, what's thrive in business leader mean? What, what does that mean? Well, I, from the, the time that I, uh, I came to the Lord, even I had a sense that uh, God was going to have me involved in some kind of leadership and leadership development. I just, I, I was a natural leader in my personality and I loved uh, working with leaders. And so through my education, um, you know, I started off uh, working for uh, as a, an electrical engineer for the State Department, the United States Department of State, and traveled around with the Secretary of State for a while, George Schultz at the time, and Ronald Reagan fell down in my arms in Iceland and I saved his life, of course. <laughs> the world would have been totally different if I hadn't been there. And uh, and went around and lived in Africa for a while, working on embassies, and and then lived in Israel for a while working on embassies and eventually ended up at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Chicago. And uh, through the time of, of studying there, getting my doctorate, I really fell in love with the idea of what it means to get ready to be 
the best kind of leader that you can be. And so we really, uh, I personally, and I had met Dennis during that time in the early 90s, both of us really developed a huge heart for emerging leaders because we saw that, you know, what really backs this all up is I think that, you know, you learn everything you need uh, to be a successful leader in kindergarten in your 20s. Uh, and I can't take very much, I uh, can't uh, do very much about kindergarten, but I can walk you through your 20s. Uh, and Dennis and I have been <laughs> doing that for 30 years because we believe if you get uh, how your heart works and why you make decisions the way you do and how you deal with pain and what do you do in situations that are stressful, if you figure out how to do that well and learn how to take care of yourself and other people in your 20s, it's going to carry through the rest of your life. So yep. to answer your question, what it means to be a thriving leader, what it means to flourish as a leader means that you understand who you are, why God made you, where he's taking you, and that you are deeply and fully loved by him and by the people in your life. Wow, that is great. Well, all that, and I, I, I forgot that little part about you working in the government and all the other stuff and saving Reagan's life. Yeah, that's a great story. Hey, uh, you know, with Eden uh, Business Concepts, um, what problems do you guys solve? Well, there's a number of, of different problems. If I, I don't know if I want to always frame it in terms of problems. I think I frame Challenges it in terms then. more of opportunities. <laughs> Yeah, okay. but uh, you have the opportunity as someone who is a leader or who has uh, the aspiration to become a leader uh, to do that in a couple different ways. You have the the way to do it. You know, when Jesus was walking with uh, you know a couple of his disciples, and his mother, one of their mothers, came up and said, "Hey, Jesus, would you do me a favor? You know, I'm a Jewish mother, so I kind of get to ask you some favors. Uh, <laughs> the favor I need to ask you here, Jesus, is why don't you take my two sons and make them uh, sit at the right and the left uh, of your hand of of where you are in heaven? You know, when you, when they get there, could you do that for me?" And see, there's that way to lead. There's that the way to lead from a place of power and authority and name and gifting. And what we try to do is say, you know what? Yes, you could lead that way. But what did Jesus say? He says that's the ones who are going to drink the cup that I drink, the ones who are willing to serve the way that I do, the ones who are willing to wash your feet, dry them off. That's the kind of leader that moves the kingdom forward. And so... When, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to say you can lead from your knees over the feet of the people that you're, you're leading, and you're going to move both them and the kingdom forward in a much more powerful way. Oh, that's fantastic, John. Hey, well, listen, listeners, we want you to text us here at 224-404-1988. And we are going to be giving away uh, three books and also three one-hour free executive leadership coaching from John and from Dennis. He's going to be up next, and he'll talk a little bit about it. But we want you to text us again at 224-404-1988, and the key word you want to put in there in that text is THRIVE to qualify for one of those things, okay? Um you know, it's fascinating to me, John, some of the things that you're doing. So when it, when it comes to the services that you provide somebody with Eden, what, what kind of services can they expect to get from you guys? We basically work in three areas. Um, we work in the area, first of all, of how can you as an individual leader um, understand how your heart works 
and understand the gifts and, and the skills you have and how to bring those underneath we call bringing your talent under your anointing. Okay. And so even though you may have all of these gifts and all of these abilities and all this experience and training, if you don't bring all of that underneath the anointing of the Spirit and let the Spirit lead with those things, then you're going to lead in that first way that the disciples wanted to lead. Right. But to lead by uh, from a place of servanthood means that you submit all of those things to the Spirit. So one of the things we do in executive coaching is we help you understand not only who you are and how your heart works, but also how to submit that to the Spirit so that the Spirit takes the lead in all of the things that you're doing. So that's the first uh, thing that we would do for you. Okay, that's great. Um, what is What does integrating faith and work mean to you, John? And what's that look like? Well, for us, I think the idea, first of all, that we're believers in Jesus, and then our desire is that you know how to use all your gifts and experiences to move the kingdom of God forward. That's the whole reason why God gave you your gifts and your talents, gave you your education, gave you the position that you have as a leader, is so that you can make him look good. And you can help the people around you make him look good. Now, even if you are a Christian leader over a completely what we would call secular or non-Christian based business, every conversation you have with someone you work with is important. I like to say there are no trivial conversations. Every conversation you have, you have the opportunity to listen to the Spirit and ask him what he has for that person, even if it's a disciplinary situation, even if it's a situation where the person is struggling, even if it's a crisis, you have the opportunity as a believer who is a leader to listen to the Spirit and, and say and do the things he asks you to do as you bring your gifts forth. And for me, being a, that's what being a Christian leader means, that you operate from the place of listening to his spirit. Got it. Got it. Um, what do you think makes your services different? Well, what makes them different is just this thing we've been talking about. When you look at a lot of leadership development material, it's a lot around the skills of leadership on the, what we like to say, the smart side of a mm -hmm. business. So if you've been reading anything from Patrick Lencioni, for example, his one of his newer books called The Advantage, you know, he makes this enormous point that you can be as smart as you want and know how to make the most amount of money that you can, and you can grow your business in terms of its size and influence. But if you do that at the expense of the health of the people who are in that business and your own personal health, then that business is eventually going, it's going to struggle and maybe not survive. But if you can do that from a place of health, both for yourself and them, you are going to uh, be abundant and flourish. So, so what's unique about us is that we focus on how you can flourish as a leader and be as smart and successful as possible. Well, speaking of that, folks, listeners, we got giveaways for you. So text us at 224-404-1988. And we're going to give three of you uh, the copy of the book, Three Paths Out of Paradise, and also a one-hour free executive leadership coaching. And you just got the tip of the iceberg from these guys. And we're going to be right back with our next guest, Dennis Humphreys, which is one of, is John's partner. 
And Des is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, Eden, but also something else. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with uh, our next guest, and that is Dr. Dennis Humphrey. Uh, he's a partner in Eden Business Concepts. Uh, he's also a chair for Convene, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about that. I told you I had something special to talk about, but uh, hey, Dennis, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Bob. Listen, let's give the audience a little bit, our listeners, a little bit of a background on you. Sure. I, uh, I grew up in southern Ontario in Canada. Uh, I grew up in the Free Methodist Church. I'm about fourth or fifth generation Free Methodist, and so long history. Uh, uh, had a grand, great-grandfather that actually rode a circuit, three churches on horseback every <laughs> Sunday. And so that's, that's the church legacy. I was saved at camp meeting. They had that classic uh, you know, evangelical camp meeting, and Part of what my grandfather's built as a legacy. So that's kind of where I came, but uh, met my wife in New York, New York state where I went to school. And then we moved on out here to uh, Illinois where we have uh, four kids, three dogs and too many cars at the moment. <laughs> I love it. That's great. You know, and uh, Dennis, you have a doctorate. So what is that doctorate in? Yeah. My doctorate's in education from uh, Trinity Evangelical Divinity School and uh I focus mostly in and around adult education, how adults learn and how they engage material in a learning environment. That's great. Well, you and John got together to form Eden Business Concepts. So uh, from your perspective, uh, let's put a little meat on the bone as far as some of the business skills that you guys really also in, in enable people with. Sure. A lot of our work, we've been around together for almost 30 years now, and but a lot of our work started in uh, ministry, nonprofit, churches, things of that nature. And uh, a few years ago, someone came to us and says, why aren't you doing this in the business world? Mm-hmm. So that's just where we started. But really what we do, uh, John mentioned uh, the smart side of business and the healthy side of business. If you thought about us, we come in and we're about 65% on the healthy side. We're really interested in your people. You know, what's the purpose of what's going on? You have people in the right places, uh, we can come in, uh, kind of take a look at your team. How is your team being effective? We can look at your communication processes and, and we help people tune things up. We, we really like uh, crisis work. So to do the red Adair parachute in and put the fire out, we're very good at that kind of work. Um, <laughs> Love it. So that's the area we really specialize in, but we do know enough to say, Hey, you know what? You actually have an accounting issue here. You need a little more expertise in this area. We may not have the expertise, but we know enough about it to raise those questions with you and help you seek guidance. We work really well with uh, uh, family and closely held businesses. That's okay. really the sweet spot of where we like to work because uh, we find we can uh, add a lot of value and really integrate with them and be a partner and walk alongside of them in the process. Yeah. Well, those small, medium uh, family-owned businesses need a lot of help. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot of dysfunction there, so I can see where your counseling could come in and and help those guys. Uh, I, I work in that area also, so I know a lot about these family-owned businesses. But, hey, well, listen, um, the other thing, too, I think that's Im- important what you guys do, and, and maybe you could share with me your opinion on this, uh, the integration of work and faith, Dennis. How do you see that playing out? Maybe you have a story of that, too. Sure. Um, you know, one of the things that, that where we see the future going, if I could speak to it in that area, is this idea of the church is changing, things are happening differently in the church and, and the structure's differently, the money's different, but there are believers sitting in their businesses 
And when they operate from the heart of Christ in that environment, they open a door for the gospel, a wide open door at the right time. They are there and ready. And I think a, a lot of leaders really want to feel congruent in their life. They want to go to church on Sunday. They want to worship. They want to be involved in that ministry. And they don't want to be disconnected from that on Wednesday when they're leading their their finance team or when they're sitting down with their board every quarter or, or once a year. They really want to feel congruent. They want those to line up. And so that's really the area of the questions we're going to ask is, is that lining up for you? Are you the same person on Sunday that you are on Wednesday? Yeah, very good. Yeah, we talk about a lot about that because oftentimes this isn't discussed in the church. You know, it's not preached from the pulpit. And generally speaking, people show up to work on Monday leaving Jesus in the car. And and particularly business owners, to your point, a congruency of your value system, of what you believe in Christ and all that, and then bringing that into the marketplace. But a lot of people are shy about that. How do you talk them into and doing something like that? We talk just that idea of, you know, where, where the pain points, where the pressure points, you know, uh, leading a business and being, a, being at the top of the house in a business is a lonely place. Yep. And so when we start to elevate that, we ask the question, well, who do you have to actually talk to about that? And they'll say, I got my account and I got this. But then the other part is, but we're standing here at church on Sunday. Who's talking to you about how this fits into that? And, right. And so we just we just ask the question because we know it's a lonely place at the top of an organization. Well, I think it's a good way to segue into the next part of this and that uh, convene and uh, that you're a chair for convene. And why don't you share with our audience that, that may not know what is convene? Sure. Convene is an organization that gathers together Christian CEOs and, and we gather together for some peer based advising. And, and why that's really valuable is just that lonely factor that I talked about. I have, a, I have a group up in Milwaukee, 13 CEOs. Once a month, we get together. And it's an environment where they can look across the room and go, I know that these people understand my life. And it's a completely confidential area where they can bring issues of what's going on in their life and in their heart, in their business. And they know that they're going to get help. Imagine this. If you have a business and you have, sit down with 12 other CEOs and you throw out an idea that you're looking for or you're trying to implement or you think you should implement, and then you have 12 other CEOs take wax at that in love and in a safe environment. Well, I'll tell you, in that environment, there are million-dollar decisions that get made. Either let's do it and a million dollars of revenue is going to come in or don't do that because you're going to lose a million dollars, all because you spent 20 minutes in, on a day talking to other people like you. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of that. I spent a decade in C12, so mm -hmm. I know what that does, and particularly the integration of faith and work, because it's all about building a kingdom business. That we're re re I mean, what I learned, I'm a steward of that business. That's a gift that I have and that I have to steward through it. So any stories that you could give us about some of the, you know, I know everything is pretty confidential, but maybe a generic story you can tell us about a, a CEO and what value he got out of one of your groups? Sure. Uh, just, just not too recently, um, we had an individual that uh, was making some strategic staffing issues, and they brought the, the people that they have on their staff and, and kind of the story, the backstory of it and what was going on. And, and, uh, the people in the group were able to speak to that, ask relevant questions and a couple of questions about what really came out was, Hey, um, this person actually needs to go. You can't keep them here anymore. 
And, and when you have a trusted peer who also runs a business, who also has a staff who's run across similar things and, and you get three or four or five or six of them lined up going, I really wonder if you should do that, keep that person. And then, so what, what happens from there is here's how you can do it. Here's how we've done it. And, and so not only is it, here's a decision you need to make, but Hey, we're here to help you as well with that. We can tell you what we did and share our experience. Yeah, Dennis, that's that's really great because that one is a real tough one, especially in a family-owned business or closely held business because it's like the members of the company are like family, right? right. So that's got to be a tough hurdle. So that's wonderful. Uh, and I'm sure you give them also some guidance on the other side of that, how to be uh, kind and gentle and but speak truth and love, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I worked in, for many years in the outplacement industry, so that's an area that I often will speak into is here's how you give that person a soft landing. Here's how you express love to them as you have to ask them to move on to what's next for them. Yeah, that is great. Well, folks, we want you to text us here at 224-404-1988. And the uh, Eden Business Concepts Group is going to give to you, uh, to three people, uh, the book that John has written called Three Paths Out of Paradise. And also, as you've heard already, you're going to get the opportunity to have one hour with one or the other of these gentlemen for an executive coaching session. So the first three people that text us, man, are you going to be able to get a great gift here from that. We also want you to get out and check them out at um, www.edenbusinessconcepts.com. And that's E-D-E-N businessconcepts.com. Dennis, you know, from the standpoint of, uh, you know, John gave us a little bit as far as what, um, uh, you know, the, the kind of services you guys do. If I was to ask you, what is a di- very distinct service you see over and over again, both with Convene or some of the things you speak into or Eden, what would be the, a distinction that you would give me? Really, the the big distinction is is team dynamics. Okay. And how does your team communicate? Uh, are your people safe around your table? Because the last thing you want is for people to walk out of a meeting and then start to talk to another team member about something that's vitally important that needed to be said in front of you. Uh, so we spend a lot of time uh, helping people understand how to communicate to one another, how to actually motivate each other from, from a place of the heart and understand how these team members are motivated. Because when you speak to someone's heart, they calm down. And when they calm down, they start to give you what you need as a business leader. The last thing you want are anxious leaders around your table. Yeah. Any techniques or tips you can give our audience as to getting them to calm down? <laughs> well, the first, the first principle we say is, hey, let's lower the noise. Let's recognize that, hey, we're in a meeting and it's getting really emotionally noisy. And so if we will just acknowledge that and take a breath, it's amazing how much people will settle down. And, and of course, you know, you have competent people around the table. So once that gets put out there, they have their clarity. They're like, okay, yeah, we can settle down and take care of this. I love it. That's great. Well, listen, again, Texas here at 224-404-1988 and keyword thrive to get one of three things we're giving away. We're giving away three paths out of paradise by John Erickson. Also, one hour of one of these gentlemen's time for leadership coaching. And I think if you haven't gotten it by now that this is good stuff. Uh, you really want to get in and get in on this early because we got three of those to give away. And we're going to be right back with our next guest. But first, I want you to go out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. We have lots of resources out there for you. And we also have a little donation button I'll talk about later. We'll be right back. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again, and uh, we have a really special thing going on here because both uh, John and Dennis have been coaching and mentoring our next guest. And what's cool about that is this is going to be a live example of how this all works, okay? So I'd like to introduce you to Derek Winkley. He is the owner of Leverage for Life organization in Dallas, Texas. And I, I've been waiting to get to this interview because this young man has got it all going on. So, Derek, hey, good day, buddy. How's it going? How's it going? Super. It's going well. You know, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background, and then let's get into, you know, what Leverage for Life is, uh, that this whole exciting thing you got going on in Dallas. But did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Boy? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, my dad is a pastor. My mom was a teacher. Uh, so I, I feel like I came out just uh, with just leadership capabilities, I guess, just being in a household of like two people that are like directly affecting people in communities. And they're both literally were in like inner city, doing inner city work. My mom, like uh, she she was in shootouts in hallways in her high school. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. She got her car broken into by a student that had to return to school which is like insane right like <laughs> and uh and and but while she was there she was the president of the fca organization which is the fellowship christian athletes right um the the graduation rate went up um and the 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 rate of kids who went to college after graduation went up just by mere her showing them a new experience is something different. So I think uh, that part of me is just God-given, I guess. You Boy, know, I guess. You you got lucky there, buddy. <laughs> you really I got good. really lucky. I got really lucky. <laughs> well, uh, what have you been doing for most of your adult life? Uh, so I'm 28, so it hasn't been much long. But uh, I was I worked for a record company in Atlanta for about three years. And before that, I worked for another record company out of New York, and so I've been doing, I've been like in, you know, in, in the music industry for a while. And, and I worked for the village church, uh, for, for a little bit after that. And so just really ministry and, and, you know, music, uh, and, but the Lord just has like really laid developing people, um, developing systems. I, I'm, a, I'm, uh, someone actually asked me a, a little bit ago, am I a rule follower? And I was like, you know, I follow the rules that are necessary and then the ones that are not, I try to like make a new path. So <laughs> cut your own path out there, huh? Cut your own path, man. I feel like that's what Jesus did. You know, he followed the necessary rules, and then after that, he was like, "I'm following the Father." So let's uh, let's talk about leverage for life uh, and what you uh, are really building out down there in Dallas. Uh, let's tell folks really quickly what is that? What, what's the whole thing going to be about down there? And um, Leverage for Life, uh, it's just honestly, uh, I, I had a word that I wrote down in my Bible, and it's called, it's monarch is the word and not, not the butterfly, but just uh, this sovereign government that is actually like passed down through heredity. And so if okay. you're thinking from a biblical or a spiritual standpoint, God is king, the father is king, and we are kings you know through his 
through being sons. Um, and I wrote it down where Proverbs 31, 8 and 9 is. And that is just says, uh, speak for the people who have no voice, speak out for justice, uh, speak for the poor and destitute. And that's really what Leverage for Life is. It's giving leverage or giving a voice uh, to the lives of people who really don't have a voice. And okay. so that's that's kind of what we're doing. Um, yeah. But uh, you got something else going on there where you've got a big dream about building a community down there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's all a part of it, right? So uh, we, we look at seven pillars of change, which is economic development, uh, health and wellness, uh, transportation, dignified housing ownership, uh, community development, education. And that's not just uh, uh, scholastic, but like critical thinking, uh, conflict resolution. And then we, we're, we're looking at fair credit. So, you know, I mean, we're trying to, we, we're not trying to, we're in the process of kind of buying a community to be able to accomplish all of those things so that people will, will have a voice and, and just really change uh, a generation. Oh man, Derek, I tell you, you got what they call a BHAG, right? A big godly holy goal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, well, uh, you know, I know that uh, I got introduced to you through John, and I know that John and Dennis have had quite a bit of influence on you. Why don't you get, share with the audience, uh, what is it that they've been doing and helping you? Uh, man, so, um, you know, when you are young and zealous, uh, doesn't even have to be for the Lord, but just for anything, I think that young people have a huge vision. And if, if you ask, you know, John and Dennis on in private conversations, they're like, man, you're speaking at a 5 million view, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so you really want to, like, I I think one, one thing that really helped me was just like really focusing vision, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing like what, what can I do today to help 10 years from now? Um, We just live in a generation that wants to see immediate result uh, without process Mm-hmm. And, and so like the Lord is and through John and Dennis has really taught me about process, taught me how to focus on today so that I can, I can get to tomorrow. Uh, right. I mean, even the Bible talks about that, right? Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Cause you can't change it. And don't worry about tomorrow uh, because the Lord has that, but like, just be present. And so I've really been, gotten to focus in all of my energy on, on just being present in, in my meetings and talking with people in, the goals that we're setting. Uh, so it just really helps you focus in even spiritually, right? Where am I spiritually today? Where's my heart? How am I feeling? Uh, you know? Um, and so, yeah, you just get to focus in on, on your business side and on your spiritual side today. And that leads you on. And I would, I would, I would think that also you're getting some advice on, because you're t- talking to business leaders, you're talking to those pillars of, of a yeah, community. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's a lot of work, what you're talking about. Uh, yep. First of all, carving out a piece of land or an area, you know, in Dallas, uh, and being able to start to talk to develop, talk to other people that you have to embrace or try to, you know, elicit or enroll in this type of thing. So uh, has that been part of the help that they've been giving you also as to how to approach these folks and what to say and make some sense out of everything? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think when I first started, I called the mayor of Dallas and I, and I said, <laughs> Uh, literally, man, the Lord gave me a vision to, to, <laughs> to help this community. Uh, and I, I was just calling, literally, I was calling the mayor, call city council, 
uh, called a few business owners and, and, you know, organization leaders. And I was just like, man, the Lord has given me, and they're, they're probably like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> uh, but I think another, I think another thing that helps is consistency. Um, just being consistent in, and allowing other people to see your consistency too, right? Like when the, when the road gets tough and it seems like there's nothing happening, are you going to continue? Um, and, and I actually had a conversation uh, with a friend of mine uh, yesterday. It's just like calling takes you past obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. Like money cannot be the end goal for everything that you do. It has to be like a means to get you to the end goal because if, if it's about money, you will pivot to something else when it doesn't seem like it's working. Um, and so just finding that purpose, finding that calling and, and really, you know, settling yourself and who the Lord has called you to be and what he's calling, calling you to do. It's, it's so important. Yeah. And you've got two great coaches and mentors there when it comes to calling and purpose, boy, I'm sure that they're really, uh, they're yeah, really absolutely. speaking into you and, and come up alongside you to, uh, to do that kind of stuff. And my hat's off to you. You know, uh, the good thing is you got youth on your side, so you don't know what you don't know, you know, so you can go out and do some of these things. Yeah. And yeah. I have to be worrying about it or overthinking it. It's just go do it, right? On the other side of it, though, I'm yeah. sure that what Dennis and, and uh, uh, John are giving you is how to do that in a way that is going to take and order your steps through it, right? And uh, be, yeah. be the most yeah. effective and productive that you can with that to get the results that you want. And I love the fact, too, that you got to keep your eye. And, you know, there's a great book written, and I'm sure you guys know about it, called Grit, uh, written by Angela Duckworth. And it really is about good old-fashioned perseverance. Um, most successful people that get through yeah. things, they have that perseverance. And I think you talked to that, Jerry, because calling and purpose is going to get you through that perseverance of having to be, you know, the roadblocks, yep. the stumbles, Absolutely. you know, the, the detours that you have to make. So, uh, so far, how, how's that progressing for you down there? The, the oh, man, I think uh, you hit it on – yeah, you hit it on the head. It's uh, – it's knowing what you don't know and and getting people around you that you know to help out and so uh, i'll I'll just you know give give an example one of the initiatives that we're doing is called uh block the block leader initiative so we we're uh we are identifying and building up block leaders to come report to us like literal problems so i I met with a guy yesterday uh one of the, the head of a neighborhood association um, and he was just like, man, you know, this guy's roof needs fixed. There's gutters that needs fixed. There's a broken car. Someone's car is broken down. And so we are partnering with uh, Upper Room Church, and we're just going to come in and literally handle on-the-spot problems, you know. And and the church is resourced to do that. Like, we have the, the people, the money, the relationships and so we get to do things like that, which is which is super special for for me and super special for the people that we're helping. Oh man! So, uh, how are they going to get a hold of you, Derek, to know more about this? Uh, you can you can uh, go to our website www.leverageforlife.org. Um, okay. Either donate or, or join our email list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great thing. Well, listen, we're going to be right back here and roundtabling a mystery uh, topic for you today. Uh, we'll think about awesome. between in the break here. So, <laughs> but we're going to be back here again with John and Dennis and Derek today, round topping a roundtabling a mystery topic. Okay. 
So get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. Again, I told you about a, a donation button. That's how this ministry runs. So we'll be thankful and grateful for any donation you could give us. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here for a, a roundtable conversation, and the mystery topic is going to be listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we've got some great stories today for that as to what kind of results did that manifest, and both also listening for themselves, but also how they're helping their clients listen. So, John, I'm going to throw it off to you because you guys got a pretty good story uh, to lead off with here. Yeah, uh, I don't know, maybe about a little over a year ago, we were invited by a business owner um, to come in and talk to him personally about the way he was running his business and just kind of do some some executive coaching. And as soon as we walked into the process with him, we realized that we had not just walked into some coaching, we'd walked into a dumpster fire. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't somebody holding a lighter over the dumpster, it was already on fire. <laughs> and so we immediately saw that we not only had some very big challenges with him as a leader in his own personal life, and, and, in his, and in his company, but he was the owner of a company with other family members, mm. uh, some closer and some further away. And the entire process was all enmeshed together. Everyone was in conflict with everyone else in the business. And not only that, there was an external legal drama going on that also affected other members of the family. So this is an enormously complex and chaotic situation that we entered into. And both of us, Dennis and I realized that if we didn't have uh, a lot more resources than what we had as humans to do this, we weren't going to be able to help them. So listening to the spirit was just simply not an option. It was the only way we could proceed. And Dennis, you, you kind of mentioned you came in with a soft landing versus going in with a hard landing. What's that mean? Well, you know, when you come in as a consultant, you know, you, you kind of have that pressure and that expectation that you're going to come in with answers. Mm-hmm. And we did have a lot of answers. We had a lot of ideas. However, um, the issue was their readiness. They had engaged us and trust us to a point. However, they weren't ready to, to listen to everything we had to say. So we had to just kind of come in soft. And, and because we did that, we were able to really just even in a moment, just say, okay, God, is, is it time to dump this idea on them or not? Or do I need to hold that? And just being discerning of that. What we found out over time is when we sensed it was right, when they were ready and we had a sense from the spirit that they were ready for that, we could give that to them. And and what, what we started to see was actually redemptive things happening mm, yeah, with their yeah. business and and with with each other. And, and that's an ongoing thing. And, and certainly in family businesses, that's a definite dynamic. But that we started to see redeeming reconciliation kinds of efforts being made. Wow. So yeah, that's what, yeah. what waiting. Yeah, John, you, 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 there, there's an outcome that came out of this, too, or is Oh, yeah, well, it's right? ongoing. But it was, what was interesting was a couple of things, of notes I would make based on what we've been talking about. And, and our uniqueness as, as Eden Business Concepts is we started off with the heart. We saw that the business was struggling. We saw it was new. We saw they were struggling to make income. We saw they were struggling with their finances, with their organization, with their people. But that wasn't where we started. Mm -hmm. We started with the heart of the leader and the leaders of the company and got them to understand why they were making the decisions that they were making and why they were responding to pain the way they were. The other thing that we did was not everyone in the organization was a believer. 
And mm-hmm. so we had we had some leaders that got that, and the ones that did get the fact that they were leading as believers, we were able to remind them every time we met that you don't have to control this. You can give your business to the Lord. You can give your company and everything that's going to happen to it to the Lord and let him show you how to move this forward. And the right. combination of working with their heart and working from a place of faith was a powerfully different way of moving that company forward than just someone coming in and implementing a program right. uh, to yeah. fix them. And I know that you guys have gotten some pretty deep personal relationships there too through this process with them, which is all you know, always the you know, kind of the topping on the cake, right? Oh, it was amazing also- because we were we've gotten so close to to this the, the leaders of this company and their families that we've been invited to come into some very intimate situations to help them as families. Wow, that's uh, fantastic. Just, you know, what an outcome. Holy yeah. smokes. So listeners out there. Listen to what John's saying. You know, be discerning. Listen, listening for the Holy Spirit. You don't have to have all the answers. Noodle on this thing. I think one of the things that I've learned through business is you got to be standing back from things sometimes. You got to take a little bit bigger perspective view of what's going on. And that encouragement that John and Dennis are giving there and, the, and coming in soft. I thought that was wonderful. Listening, listening first. Um, there's a lot of great things that can happen out of that. Two things I teach and coach. Ask great questions and shut up and listen. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use them in those proportions. And I think that has served me well, and it serves my clients well when I can get them to calm down, like you said. Uh, you guys said offline was to get them to calm down before you can get them to listen. Yeah, Derek, I want to switch real- it over to you, you buddy. Um, what? Give us some examples of how the Holy Spirit's led you, because you got some big stuff going on down there in Dallas. Yeah, I think uh- – I mean, every every step of the way has been uh, really just being led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, when you think about um, just buying properties and and kind of changing a, a system from a, a root standpoint, it's it it just has to be like really led. But I also want to just point out, just like hearing from the the Lord and how that process like. You know, I think for me, it's like, okay, when I hear from the Lord, I want to go to the word. And if that affirms it, then great. Then I want to go to people around me. And if I'm getting affirmation there, uh, and then it, it makes the circumstance, you know, much easier. And so, uh, yeah, our whole process, every relationship that we've, that we've been able to form, um, partnerships, it, it's all been just so spirit lit. Yeah. And what have you guys seen with uh, in working with uh, Derek, John, Dennis? We have, uh, I have to say, I met Derek, I don't know, was it, it was earlier this year, right? The beginning of uh, 2020, uh, before COVID. That's kind of weird, isn't yep. it? We live now in a before COVID and after COVID. It's <laughs> right. kind of like before right. Jesus and after Jesus. But. <laughs> And well, uh, that, that you know, it, it's a fitting because it's BC, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Before yeah. COVID, <laughs> I met Derek, but you know, I sat down with him and another d- deep, a dear friend of ours, a guy named Mufid, who's uh, from Bosnia, but who's working for Upper Room now. And I've known uh, Mufid since he was a teenager, and he uh, and he's this, he's someone I've mentored this whole time. And why he's in Dallas is because of the work that I've done with him and his wife. Because of that relationship, I met Derek. 
And so the Lord was connecting us. Even at that, sat down with Derek for just a few minutes, immediately saw the Holy Spirit just all over his life. And yeah. the Lord made it very clear that this was a young man that I needed to be in a relationship with. Um, not for me, but just because I saw that God was really moving him forward and that, that Dennis and I could uh, really uh, come in and bring him great value, we thought. And he could bring us great value in understanding a, a way to move in, a, in communities we don't typically move in. So, yeah, from the beginning, we started talking to him more than, I think, quite twice a week. We were just talking to him yeah. to kind of just keep him on track. Dennis, what was your experience? Yeah, and, and mine was a little distant, so Derek and I, you know, met up via Zoom and phone. But, but really, it was just that, you know, Derek just offering someone to walk through uh, this time with him as he's developing his vision and the ideas behind it. That's fabulous. Well, listen, we want you to get out there in Texas at 224-404-1988 to get one of three gifts. We're giving away three of them. We're giving away a book that uh, John has written, which is called Three Paths Out of Paradise, and also a one-hour free executive leadership coaching. And I think you've had a perfect example of what that can do for you today. You, uh, We want you to come back next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here, and listen to Faith marketplace on am 1160 we interview some great guests as you've already seen and go out and check out our website faithmarketplace.com we're here to inspire equip and encourage christian business leaders to lead where they're at by their walk and we're going to be back then next saturday thanks for joining us for faith marketplace radio here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.